0: You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Uh, we're working right now on a, on a football model that uh, hopefully we can implement after the first of the year. So still lots to do in that regard. But uh, yeah, the emotion has been up and down and all around. And I, I think we'll come out of this stronger than we went into it. But uh, it, has, it has been challenging to say the least.
1: And that was Nebraska Athletic Director Bill Moose again on his monthly radio show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washington, A. Klaus here on the Husker Online show. And it was a tough week around Nebraska, around the athletic department. Fifty-one employees uh, were furloughed until January 1. Um, the training table was shut off um, for athletes. And, you know, the scholarship kids that are full, basketball, volleyball, and football, will get additional money on their stipend checks, $400 apiece um added give or take but your partial scholarship athletes and your walk-ons will get nothing so that's a major major blow to a lot of student athletes at nebraska then 10 percent pay cuts across the board um, but still robin nebraska when you look at cuts you know they haven't been near as aggressive as what you've seen out there around the league iowa's cut for sports um, you hear other you know things going on out there about schools taking out financing and loans. We know Nebraska's rainy day reserve fund. They're going to be in a position at least for this year where they're not going to have to take out any kind of loan or financing um, to cover the loss that this year is going to be.
2: Well, and yeah, that's the good news that Nebraska, because of you know, I guess how conservative they've been and uh, through the generosity of uh, their donors, they're able to withstand this type of situation, which is about as worst case as it gets far better than a lot of their peers, even other schools in the Big Ten Conference. So, um, you know, they should be okay when it comes to maintaining sports, not having to take out massive loans or anything like that. Uh, But, as Bill Moose mentioned on the radio the other night, it's, it's not sustainable. I mean, this is something that could, at best, get them through one year. And then, they have to start looking at other ways to uh, make back some of that money. So um, the hope is that this remains a temporary situation, but if this is extended any further on into 2021, then um we're already hoping uh then that's uh probably going to create some some dominoes that are going to fall that'll look a lot like what other schools are doing right now
0: yeah all these years of nebraska or you know people like us maybe taking taking some jabs at nebraska for doing things on the cheap or or looking for looking on the sale rack so to speak um in certain instances actually may may pay off in the long run um you know them having those extra funds and not taking out loans and whatnot and extra financing, uh, you know, is, is something that could eventually pay off um, huge down the road and it, it maybe give them a big advantage and, and level the playing field, so to speak, uh, with, with some other power, uh, you know, some of the power teams in the conference.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting long-term what this does to the game. I mean, one thing I don't expect, guys, are coaches being fired this year. I, I don't think schools are going to be in a position – um, where they're going to be able to pay out big, massive lottery ticket buyouts to coaches. It just, right now, it does not make sense. You've got to live with the decision you made um, with the coach you hired, because I don't think a lot of people are going to be interested to pay out $20, $30 million to, to football coaches this year. Um, I think long-term, could we see some of these buyouts go away? Um, could, that be, could COVID-19 and these problems lead to a trend in contracts where schools say, no, we're not giving you... This lottery ticket buyout anymore. We've got to change the way we do business. Or, well, has the territory ever been marked? I, mean, I would really be interested to see just how some of these things long-term look as far as coaches' contracts and the money that these schools are on the hook for.
2: I think we finally reached a breaking point with college athletics spending. I mean, it was getting so wildly out of control that the money that was being thrown around in all venues, whether it be contracts or facilities or uh, whatever, uh, was so outrageous that you know it, it had to kind of implode at some point, and now uh, it took a pandemic to do it, yeah. but I think things might be uh, kind of reverting back a little bit to where, uh, people need to be a little bit more conscious about their spending and realize that, uh, just because things are rich now doesn't mean it can't very quickly be taken away from you and you know luckily again you know Nebraska obviously they made a lot some some questionable decisions you know I'm sure that they'd like to have all that coaches head coach buyout money that they spent over the last decade back right now but uh, they they're being rewarded right now because of the way that they kind of uh, were a bit cautious while also trying to keep up with the Joneses when it comes to facilities and all that stuff
0: yeah I'm still again I'm going to be a little pessimistic there Um, as much as you know, teams are going to have to pump the brakes here on spending for for the short term. I still think that um, once this passes, hopefully sooner than later, um, things will probably get ramped right back up, and and there'll be quite the arms race for facilities and. And, you know, the coordinator salaries and coaching salaries in general will probably go, uh, go a little crazy again. But, yeah, certainly in the, in the short term, I think we're going to see, um, you know, very little spending uh, or frivolous spending at least.
1: Well, one thing Bill Moose did say is he will not cut a sport at Nebraska. I think that was refreshing to hear. And to be honest, guys, Nebraska cut men's swimming uh, back in 2000, um, you know, and there was a point where gymnastics was close to getting cut. Uh, men's gymnastics and they they kept that here I mean Bill Byrne years ago stood on a table to keep gymnastics going in the history here they just built a new facility for gymnastics I just can't see you know another sport being cut right now I mean when you start to make that move is it you know you got to look at gymnastics or golf Um, Nebraska doesn't really have any men's sports that they could really touch at this point
2: yeah that's the thing I mean you got to kind of walk the title nine line on this whole thing too to where you know you can't just ask sports just left and right you have to be pretty balanced diligent in what gets cut and yeah like you said football takes up such a big piece of the men's uh, athletic side of it that uh, there's just not a lot of men's sports out there that you can cut and you know that's another question long term of you know how much longer to do universities carry full sports teams I mean you know do you carry rowing and all that stuff uh, and eventually just kind of pare it down to the money makers I mean at some point uh, if you want to keep operating at the level you're operating and the money can situation being what it is right now um, I think that might reshape just kind of how the whole operation uh, is handled, and especially, you know, again, if, if you're basic, what businesses keep on entities that operate at a loss? I mean, college football or college athletics is one of the few multi-billion-dollar industries that that does that, and so I just wonder if what the long-term ripple effect of all this is going to be.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of it will have to do with what type of infrastructure is already in place. Like, Sean, you mentioned gymnastics in their new building. I mean, that was a $20-plus 1000000 built building. That Ten, just, men's tennis just opened a new complex. Exactly, yeah. And I know there's – I think golf had, has a new facility or new things in, in the works. And, yeah, I, mean, I think there's a lot of – I think it would be, be kind of hard to go and cut gymnastics when – you had donors donate millions of dollars towards a brand new 20 plus million dollar facility so a lot of it probably does have to do with the you know the infrastructure and what's already you know on campus but at nebraska i think if you cut i mean if you cut a men's a men's sport or um you know it, it would you probably if you wanted to get rid of one sport you'd probably have to get rid of three or four to make it even with title nine and everything
1: well it wouldn't really matter, right? I mean, does it have to be equal, men's and women's, or can the women just have more regardless? I mean,
0: it, The women's has to, they have to have more regardless. So if
1: you just cut, let's just say, hypothetically, you cut gymnastics and you cut golf, you know, then you wouldn't have to do anything on the women's side at that point, right? I mean, there's no.
2: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be even. There just has to be was it even or more. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm talking like
0: to, as far as, you know, your your fiscal spending um, and, and cutting programs that are that are taking you know a lot of a lot of loss uh, and try to try to balance the budget so to speak. Um, you know I, I don't know if axing just one men's sport would do it would do it.
1: Well, especially those sports they don't spend a ton. Yeah. Now the women's swimming. I mean, if you were to cut like two men's sports to equal out those scholarships and then women's spending swimming. Who I mean, Nebraska's swimming facility is the worst in the country. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they want to continue to have swimming here, they need to upgrade that pool facility,
0: and it's not cheap to operate. No, that.
1: And there was talks about having a facility co-shared with the university campus rec, um, you know, and build like a really nice aquatic center here. I don't know where that's at now anymore, um, because they got to get that football building up. I yeah. mean that, and they've got the money pledged or raised for that, but I think it's more the optics. You've heard Ronnie Green and Moose say maybe a uh, maybe a year from now, uh, but they can't do anything until Gary Pepin has a track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can't put a shovel in the ground over there now until there's a track, because what are you gonna do, make your track guys start running at Lincoln High? I mean, there's no there's nowhere to make them run. I mean, they, those kids have to have a track before you put a shovel in the ground, and right now, it's too late for that to happen.
2: Yeah, and so, I mean, uh, it's, I think, some, some long-term reevaluation of just how athletic departments are run i mean probably are going to be considered maybe not so much at a school like Nebraska that has a little bit more stability but you know you look at some of these other schools that are taking out these massive multi-million dollar loans just to make it through one fiscal year uh, i mean there's going to be some real questions that need to be answered down the road think about
1: the interest rate at 3.75 on Ugh. on 80 million or something <laughs> i'd rather not think about no
0: it thanks out. well and th- th- that right there that gets you, gets me back to the the core of the issue here what what university president like i just don't how they voted or or didn't vote or whatever like this decision in the first place like who's signing up for this type of like financial pressure mm-hmm. i i just i don't know
1: you're talking about presidents who have never actually owned or operated their own businesses guess- before but it's easy to make decisions with money that's not yours because athletics operates separately yeah, i know
0: it's separate but well at most schools it's separate do you think
1: nebraska will be on the hook to pay the 10 million dollars that they give back to you, you know i mean, don't think they'll
0: be on they shouldn't be on they the shouldn't hook. be in I my, mean, my that's opinion. a gift from the athletic department to the university so i mean i don't think that's something that the university is technically should count on mm-hmm. every year
1: because 20% of UNL students now are on what's called the Husker Power Scholarship, yeah. provided by that $10 million a year. So, yeah, uh, Steve Rosen has a lot of work ahead of him in the coming months, for our big <laughs> yes, red business writer on Husker Online. All right, when we come back, Nebraska basketball assistant coach Matt Abdelmazi will join us. We can't talk Hunter Salas because um, he can't talk about recruits, but we do hit on in-state and um, some of those topics. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.